Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 287 of the Family Medicine Marks podcast for Saturday, December 29, 2012. On tonight's show, that's right, I haven't done a podcast in a while. Why not the last Saturday of the year? And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, that's right, our good friend Kat will be coming back to uh, talk about and review some of our uh, favorite and infamous stories of 2012. Also, some updates since our podcast. Uh, last time it's been a few weeks, and uh, it's going to be a good time tonight. Uh, long two-hour show. Uh wonder if I can hold up for the next two hours. So you'll have to tune in and uh, find out <laughs> and see. Episode 287 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast starts right now. medicine and social media this is the family medicine rocks podcast on the last saturday night of 2012 i am your host my name is mike savella your favorite family physician host what is this show about i get that question a lot uh, i tell people this is uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician that's right i encourage you to check out my digital library of stuff at FamilyMedicineRocks.com, and shout out to all the people who are following me on Twitter here this evening, all uh, 10,912 people who are following me on Twitter. Thank you so much for that. And also a big shout out to the people who are uh, who like the Facebook page for this very show, all 687 of you out there, and a big, 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 big surge this month in Twitter followers and people liking the Facebook page. So uh, thank you all of you out there who uh, support all of my uh, social media projects. I very much appreciate that. So that's right. Today is Saturday, December 29, 2012. It is 8 p.m. Eastern time, 7. uh, I'm sorry, it's 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central and uh, here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, uh, it feels like 21 degrees Fahrenheit. And we had a nice little dusting of snow here in northeastern Ohio over the uh, past 24 hours. The big snowstorm was about five days ago. And uh, uh, here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, uh, we've got about uh, four or five uh, inches of snow. And uh, uh, still, I'm still amazed. We get This happens every year. 
and uh, people still don't know how to drive on the roads out there in northeastern Ohio. Is it just me, kids, or is it other places in the country that uh, just people just they're stupid? <laughs> Stay stay smart out there, people. They just uh, people just think they can just drive right through it through a blizzard. I just I just I don't uh, I don't really know. I don't really get it. I don't really understand. But uh, that's uh, that's that's what's going on here. Hey, so how's your week going there, kids? I uh, want to give a big uh, shout out to the people in our chat room here. So we got J Man from the I'm with Stupid uh, show that's going to be coming up right after this show. Uh, if I can make it the next two hours at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. He and the Matt Man will be uh, on the I'm with the Stupid show. And uh, very uh, apropos, I would think, this show was about uh, reviewing 2012. And, of course, their show tonight is entitled Good Riddance 2012. You can find them out at blogtalkradio.com slash I'm-with-stupid. And uh, so they'll be wrapping things up here. This is the uh, the big lead-in to their uh, show uh, here uh, this evening. And, uh, of course, uh, a big shout-out to the Sarge, who's, uh, who has the uh, One Union 801, the webcast show. You can find them at blogtalkradio.com slash the number one union 801. And uh, the Sarge is uh, uh, <laughs> doing the uh, New Year's Eve uh, show this uh, this year. It'll be at 10.30 Eastern time right here on the network, and uh, he's going to be having some entertaining people um, on the show to be uh, talking about uh, talking about some stuff, and I uh, want to also uh, give a shout-out thanks to to the Sarge for uh, for retweeting the show, along with uh, J-Man from the I'm a Stupid Show. Thank you so much for your support of the show there, uh, gentlemen. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's really cool, and a uh, big shout-out to the guest uh, who is uh, who's listening? Uh, uh, feel free to uh, to register here at the Block Talk Radio site to make fun of me uh, uh, in the chat room. If not, uh, you can do what you're doing right now. Just make fun of me uh, <laughs> in the comfort of your own home. So, uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for that. And hey, you know, just this week, let's give a big shout out to to the new uh, to the new website. Um, I have a new layout of the website, uh, familymedicinerocks.com. I don't want to get all geeky on everybody here, uh, but uh, I uh, went to the new uh, squarespace.com platform, and uh looks kind of more stylish, and uh, I invite you to, to check that out. And uh, that's going to be new new for the uh, new website. And a uh, big shout-out to PK, Peggy K, in the chat room as well. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. So a nice, a nice crowd here. And I, uh, I tweeted out and I Facebooked out the link to this show uh, this evening. So we'll, hopefully we'll have some other people joining us uh, for the uh, for the show. And, yes, as I uh, put out, I think I put out uh, either on my Facebook or Twitter or both, that, yes, I am uh, imbibing tonight. And the, the beverage of the night here is uh, Yingling. Uh, lager, and uh, I actually got that as a uh, a Christmas gift or holiday gift, whatever you want to say. Got that as a Christmas gift. There's nothing that uh, says that uh, people love you other than alcohol. You know, whether it's uh, beer or wine or other types of beverages. So I will be uh, I will be imbibing on the Yingling Lager here for the next uh, two hours. And if I start slurring my speech, that just adds more to the entertainment value of this uh, show uh, this evening. 
And uh, it is coming up in, in in the next few minutes. Here will be it will be Kat will be joining me because I know that's all it's uh, it's all you're you're here to to hear tonight is, is Kat and seeing how she's doing, and uh, but uh, but she'll be coming up in the, in, the, in the next few minutes. And um, coming up, uh, you know, next year will be uh, big plans, big plans for the uh, for the podcast uh, next year. And I don't want to. Uh, we'll reveal all of them tonight, but maybe in the course of the next uh, couple of hours, and we'll be uh, I will be uh, revealing them uh, to you. <laughs> and and that's right. Against my better judgment, yes, the chat room is open here uh, this evening. And uh, if you happen to be a guest in here in the chat room, welcome. Uh, you can register here at the Block Talk Radio site. And and uh, these are the uh, the uh, the kids in the back of the class. <laughs> Because the chat room can earn, can run pretty fast, and sometimes I don't know exactly <laughs> what they're talking about because uh, it just gets crazy and nuts in here. I haven't had the chat room open for a while, but uh, it is open here uh, this evening for you to chat along and make new friends and, uh, and to see what's going on here on the uh, last the last Saturday of the year. Uh, so. All right, so we're waiting for Kat to call, and maybe Kat's running a little bit late here this morning, uh, this afternoon, or this evening, <laughs> depending on when you listen to this. Uh, so I will uh, continue with my uh, with my script here. I do want to thank Block Talk Radio for uh, having me be a featured host here on this network. Thank you so much for that. And uh, throughout the year, this year, thanks to all of you, this uh, show has remained uh, in the top ten, in the top fifteen, in the health category. So I want to appreciate everybody. For that, it has been a huge increase in the number of listeners over the past uh, 12 months. So I uh, thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a uh, uh, family physician in full-time private practice. Meaning I see patients five days a week in the office and in the hospital here in beautiful but snowy uh, northeastern Ohio. And I'm seeing in the chat room there people are having some uh, difficulties with the uh, with the sound. Hopefully, uh, getting some help in there. Just refresh your page, and uh, hopefully, you'll be able to get some sound uh, from the uh, from the computer there. So I will uh, I will take my break here, and uh, we'll see if Kat is able to uh, call in here. Hopefully, she's not having any technical difficulties either. Uh, trying to call in uh, to the show here this evening. So while uh, you're listening to the uh, Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution, just Google FM Revolution for more details. Also a proud member of the ProMed Network of podcast. You can get there by going to promednetwork.com, and uh, we will be right back. <laughs> social media through the eyes of a family physician this is the family medicine rocks podcast here on the last saturday night of 2012 
And, uh, yeah, Cat must be, uh, hopefully Cat is not having any technical difficulties trying to uh, call into the show here uh, this evening. But I do have a Sarge here on the line. So let's take this call here and see uh, see how Sarge is doing there. Uh, hello, Sarge. How are you doing tonight there, sir? Can you hear me? Are you there? Hello? Uh-oh, this is not good. <laughs> Sarge, are you there? Can you hear me now? I cannot hear you, sir. Let me try to... Uh... Nope, I can't uh, Can't hear you here. Uh, why don't you try calling back in? And uh, How about now? Oh, there you go. You okay, I just, I just had to switch a plug around. No biggie. All right, all right, all right. So how's the, how's the weather up there in the, uh, the Chicago land area up there? I think that's where you're at. Yeah, I don't know where Chicago. I don't know about up in Chicago land, but down here in Peoria, it is a nice, frigid 18 degrees with a wind chill of six, and no snow. No snow, huh? No snow, just flurries. Oh, okay. Okay. So how, how you doing tonight, there, Sarge? How's uh, how's your week been treating you there, sir? Oh, I I have never been so anxious for school to kick back off in the 17 years I've been a bus driver. Really? Oh yeah. I've other than a very wonderful Christmas. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I got my silent co-host and call screener D sitting about eight feet away from me, and she shot a look like, "What the? What are you talking about, Willis?" <laughs> See, you even though get, you, the, 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 the sky on call screener on the air when it's stage, you know what I mean? Yes, I do. I have to because I got to get her ready for uh, something at the end of January, where to where we'll be uh, on location to both of us. So I'm gonna have to break her in a little bit. Oh, okay, oh, okay. okay. How did that last uh, on-location thing? I heard you were having maybe some technical difficulties or something. You were at a conference, or I was or at a conf- yeah, I was at a conference over here at the Peoria Civic Center, and um, yeah, that didn't go over too well. I um, had some issues with the laptop, so the only way I could hear anything was to actually call in on my phone while I was <laughs> skyped in on my laptop. So, needless to say, that was. Uh, 10 rounds of funny, and they had the exhibit hall open, but nobody was in there because everybody was in classes and or doing lunch. So here I am. I'm like, yeah, two hours of falling on my face. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Which, gathered, so we'll, we'll, yeah go which, ahead. which gathered more than um, <laughs> most, which gathered mo- more um, than most sh- most of my normal shows. So where are you going to be at the end of January? There, that's a different uh, we're going location. To be up at the, um, we're going to be up at the Milwaukee Working Together EMS Conference there in Wisconsin as a precursor to EMS Today. Ah, interesting, interesting. Huh. And, and where will wow. be going to EMS Today uh, this year or next year, whenever it is? I plan on it come hell or high water, but I won't have the um, Fun that I had last year. I do plan do plan on being there in D.C. and it's going to be a blast. <laughs> uh oh, 
Uh, yep. The chat room has been in, invaded. Yeah, look out. <laughs> um, so you're going to be having the, the big uh, New Year's Eve uh, show. How, how the, did, did you lose a bet, or how how'd you come up with the idea there to do that? Well, considering on the roster, uh, out of everybody in ProMed Network, which uh, this show is a part of, which One Union 801 is a part of, um, which a very um, a handful of very excellent shows are, I happen to be the um, the uh, low man on the totem pole. Oh, I see. I've only got, I see. I've only got seven months uh, in the spacious Blog Talk Radio complex, which you know I am waving at you through the uh, you know because mine's on the opposite wing of the firefighter netcast wing where I can barely see you with my binoculars. Um, That's right. So what we're going to do is on Monday night. It'll be uh, myself along with my, yes, I'm going to have fun at EMS today, D. Yes, we are. I'm going to have my silent co-host and call screener, D, with me. I'm also going to have Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp from EMS Office Hours. And the the myth himself, Mr. Kelly Grayson. And we're going to be going over 2012, some of the most unusual st- calls as um jim's pointed out some of the best some of the worst and what our shows have done mm, okay okay you don't think kelly will be talking already about you don't think kelly will be talking about anything like uh gun control or anti-gun control you don't think he'll be talking about that will you i uh, i don't know <laughs> but I do know gun control means being able to hit your target Right. <laughs> uh, so, so how's your show been going there, uh, Sarge? I mean, uh, you, I, I see a lot of people in there listening, and your 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 downloads have probably been picking up. And uh, how's it been going there? It, it's actually been over the last. Uh, well, we're up to uh, seven months now. It's actually been a blast doing it. I mean, I've had uh, some great guests that have come on. Um, not just Kelly. I've had. Uh, in fact, my last guest, Ryan Pennington, we were talking about hoarding last week, and you know he was actually a caller from three months prior when we were talking about situational awareness with Dr. Rich Gasway. So it, all in all, it has been just a complete. I've, I've had fun doing it. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I mean it's uh you know you you get you get the. All the fun people from uh, from the EMS community and other communities out there just calling in and talking about what they what they really want to talk about and uh, it's a fun show. You're, you're really finding your your why there as a host there. It's uh, you're kind of really seeing how uh, how much fun and challenging it is at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And on top of that, a lot of uh, the EMS side of the ProMed network, we're going to be springing this surprise out. Um, honestly, it's going to be on the tail end of the Monday night show, for those of you who are going to be listening, uh, we actually have a new sponsor. Oh, you have a sponsor? Wow. Yes. Network sponsor. How did did that happen? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the quality of your show, but I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's a great, uh, that's a great surprise. Yes, it is. It's not just the quality of my show. Um, You got to figure, because... On our wing of the ProMed Network, you know, like we got my show. We got the podcast, or the Metacast, excuse me, with uh, Jamie Davis. We got EMS Newbie, um, Office Hours, my, 
the list goes on the EMS garage, first few moments. And as a whole on EMS side, that's how Jamie went to uh, EMSmanager.net and got them folks to sponsor us. Wow. That is, uh, that's, that's great. That yes, is, uh, that's... yes, it is. Huh. Hmm. Well, that might actually help a lot of us get to uh, EMS Today and EMS Expo. And So do you have, uh, I mean, I know you probably have a wish list as far as what conferences you want to be uh, attending, both EMS and non-EMS related. Uh, do you, uh, where do you hope to be going uh, uh, in 2013? I, I presume EMS Today and Expo and anything else? Oh, of course. Um FDIC would be my uh, my only other one because those are – FDIC is the easiest one for me to get to because it's just jump in a truck and drive three hours east. But Expo and EMS Today are the two real big ones that I'd love to get to. Mm. But, and I said FDIC would be icing on the cake. And for uh, people who don't know what uh, FDIC is, what is it and where where is it uh, located? That is the Fire Department Instructors Conference. It's the big one for the fire side of the house, and that's in Indianapolis. It takes the convention center and the, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the stadium where the uh, where that that uh, amateur football team out of Indianapolis played. <laughs> wow. All right, there you go. And, and that's like a, what, a three- or four-day uh, conference deal there? Is that, uh, yep, that right? three or four days. Wow, okay. And then, uh, well, I, I know uh, I know some of the other guys uh, do some podcasting at that conference as well, so that, that should be fun to try to uh, get be a part of or jump in on or that type of thing. Oh, it's going, you know, I already anticipate any time I go to a conference, it's going to be a blast. Um, although one of them is, going to be uh, um, how much do I hate my liver uh. <laughs> wow <laughs> so, do, so do you guys have a uh, you guys have uh, topics and things for, for Monday I mean, or is this uh, kind of like a year review type of deal it's basically good it's going to be a sitting around the kitchen table year in review the best way to say huh we're going to pull out of the studios, go into the uh, be- the beautiful ProMed break room that we have over here, which I've seen you lose many a quarter in the uh, coffee machine over the last year. Um, <laughs> and we're basically going to just sit around and, you know, just kitchen table type conversation. Right. You just kind of throw out a topic and then uh, kind of just, uh, just go yeah. for it, huh? Yeah, just go for it. Um, I say I've been starting my show prep. I have all my elves and minions uh, digging up all kinds of uh, good EMS articles from Gems and EMS World and EMS One. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. <laughs> and I just got to make sure that uh, Dave Stadder gets his elves back, or else I'm in trouble. <laughs> Uh, so the, the EMS office hour. So that's that's on that's on that's tomorrow, I believe, right? That's Sunday. That, yep, that's Sunday night with uh, Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp. And then, and then, and then, 
they're going to be coming back on your show on Monday at uh, 9.30 uh, Central. Correct. And then right, after that, good. no, you are not an elf or a minion, D. I got to remember that my, you know, typing co-host and call screener is about eight feet away from me. So if I say something bad, I can expect things being thrown at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be careful. The sponsor may not know, may, may not like that. So I'm not. Uh, you got to be careful there. <laughs> oh yeah, very careful. Very careful. <laughs> And then on top of the new year, on top of the New Year's Eve uh, show that we got going on Monday, my normal show will be also be on Saturday night, uh, which would be at twenty three thirty Eastern, uh, you know, right there across the complex over in my studio at One Union Eight Hundred One, and we're actually going to be talking about mass casualty incidents, training up for them on the EMS side of the house. So that's and that's going to be this uh, this Saturday coming up on uh... yes on the fifth. January 5th. All right. All right. Wow. Uh, how, how long's your show been on there, uh, Sarge? Uh, Let's see here. Looking at the calendar, seven months, three days. <laughs> wow. Down there. I, I, I remember your very first show, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was pretty rough, but uh, <laughs> you've kind of uh, found your own style there and uh, kind of really gotten into things. Yes, it was. it was rough. It was rough. Well, everybody remembers their first show. I mean, my my first show was a mess. It was just uh, you know, just it was just horrible. It was awful. So uh, so it sounds like you're doing a little bit better now. And you know, I'll just go ahead and say this right now to the folks down here in the chat room. You know, if you guys actually want to call in and talk with uh, Mike or maybe when and if Cat finally gets us or even throw something at me, six four six. Seven one six nine five one four is the number. That's uh, that is that number is good from Maine to Hawaii and Alaska to Florida. So, yeah, I get my practice. Oh, uh, well, I know, I know. You know, you just you, you've got to just, just got to get it out there. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, uh, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for calling in there, Sarge. And uh, yeah, I will, uh, I, I will maybe even try to even just listen um, while while I am at my New Year's Eve uh, uh, gathering. Uh, maybe I'll just uh, listen in and uh, kind of see what, the, what kind of trouble is going on on the uh, One Union Eight Hundred One show on uh, on Monday, New Year's Eve, ten thirty. Eastern Standard Time, so it's going to sound like it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it. I, I hope it'll be a good time. The last thing I'm going to need to be doing is spinning my wheels on amateur night. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I I did that gig last uh, last couple of New Year's Eve. I, I did that uh, New Year's Eve thing right up until midnight uh, local time, and uh, yeah, it was it, it, it was fun you know, for a couple of years, but. Uh, Gonna take a break this year, so uh, it's all it's all you, man. Maybe I'll come back next year and uh, and pick that up again. But uh, it's a, you're gonna have a good time. It's gonna be fun, and uh, it sounds like you have a, a, a great uh, set of guests there. Oh yeah, and who knows? Maybe next year I won't be the bottom man on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You just, you just have to you know do what you do best, Sarge, and encourage other people to you know start up the podcast or get out there and do social media, and then uh, then then they will be. At the bottom of the totem pole. Exactly, and then I won't be stuck doing the New Year's Eve show, but it, it's <laughs> going to be a blast. It's going to be a blast. 
<laughs> All righty, Sarge. Well, have a have a great night. Happy New Year to you. And uh, in 2013, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. I I know it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna hit the uh, refresh button here on my browser so I can finish listening to the show because um because we gonna jump out of here. All righty, sir. Thank you so much for calling in and uh, good luck and and have have fun on Monday night there, sir. I will. You have you have a great show, and I'll be listening in. And have a happy new year. Alrighty, thank you. All right, kids. So that was the SARS there from the One Union Eight Hundred One show here on the Block Talk Radio Network. And uh, you know, go check them out. Uh, BlockTalkRadio.com slash the number one Union Eight Hundred One, and uh, they'll be broadcasting live ten thirty p.m. Eastern Standard time on monday new year's eve december 31 2012 so why don't i uh take a break here and uh we will be right back here and uh let me try to regroup and kind of see hope cat is all right here uh maybe uh i'm still thinking it's kind of uh technical difficulties that she is uh she's experiencing here so we will be right back here on the show uh we'll be continuing talking about 2012 and looking forward to uh, 2013. We'll be right back here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is uh, Mike Savella, and uh, we will be right back. you 
to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast on a Saturday night here on the Block Talk Radio Network. My name is Mike Savilla. And, uh, yeah, let's start talking about here about uh, about 2012 here. And uh, <laughs> I do have some stories here to uh, share with all of you. And, uh, again, a big shout-out to the people in my chat room here. And uh, uh, thank you so much for uh, for uh, tuning in here. And shout-out to the guests there if you want to. If you want to type away and make fun of me officially in the chat room, just uh, register here at the Blog Talk Radio Network, and uh, they will be uh, very happy to uh, <laughs> let you type in here. But uh, So let's start, to start uh, talking about things here a little bit. And, uh, you know, one of the stories that I have here is uh, you may have heard of this already, but uh, they have this every year. Uh, they have the, uh, the most annoying uh, words of uh, 2012. And uh, this is a story from Reuters uh, from Thursday, December 27, 2012. And uh, it starts out like this. It starts out by saying, uh, uh, you know, whatever is a really annoying term, like you know, like we're just saying, all that stuff. When it comes to the most annoying words or phrases used in conversation, those four topped the list in 2012 according to the annual Marist poll, whatever, heads the list, cited by 23% of adults, and the next came like, which 21% didn't like. Runners-up included Twitterverse and gotcha. Gotcha? Who says gotcha? Do people say gotcha? I know, I don't say gotcha. What's up with that? Uh, The results mirrored last year's survey when whatever... Top the list of the annoying words for a third straight year. Uh, seriously, seriously, uh, named by 7% last year, dropped off the entire list. Really? <laughs> Maris questioned 1,246 adults uh, in a nationwide telephone survey. Results showed differences by age and regions. Uh, with people younger than 45 uh, or in the Northeast, especially annoyed by like, while, you know, offended more of the 45 and over set. Men and women gave a similar responses overall, but whites were uh, twice as likely as non-whites to find, you know, irritating. And people under 45 are more than twice as likely as those over 45 to be put off by just say it. 
Just saying, like, whatever, really. <laughs> hey, if you're in my chat room here right now, hey, what are the most annoying words that you hear, you know? You know? <laughs> oh. uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, here's a, here's a story here. This is a, this is a story from, uh, from earlier uh, this month. This is uh, from uh, digitalspy.com, and the title is uh, McDonald's Waitress Fired for Adding Too Many Sprinkles to McFlurry. That's right. Uh, McDonald's Waitress Fired for Adding Too Many Sprinkles to McFlurry. A former uh, McDonald's employee uh, has won $3,000 in compensation following a court case. Sarah Finch, 19, was fired for gross misconduct after she was deemed to have too many extra chocolate sprinkles to a colleague on a uh, McFlurry. That's right, kids. The waitress took the restaurant uh, to an employment tribunal (laughs) after her bosses said she had sold food without payment. The compensation was settled outside of court. She said in a statement, I was dismissed on the grounds of gross misconduct. I was accused of stealing food. The matter was trivial and then I provided a fellow employee who purchased a dessert a generous sprinkling of chocolate pieces. There's no standard for such measures. They are always imprecise and will vary among customers. My colleague then asked me, uh, make it a nice one. So the measure I gave Air on the side of more sprinkles rather than less, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, this was resolved, but the article goes on to say, the parties have agreed not to disclose any more information apart from uh, that the issue has now been resolved. The settlement also agreed that uh, former waitress uh, will be given a positive reference from McDonald's. I mean, it's like, so so. How do you how do you figure this out uh, for a future job? So you're like, um, why were you fired from your last job? Well, I, I gave uh, I gave too many sprinkles uh, to a coworker, and they're like, um, that's probably code for something. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry. Um, we won't hire you um, at all. <laughs> oh, man. How about this story here? This is uh, from uh, Wednesday, December 12, from earlier this month, Wednesday, December 12, 2012. The title is Longest Word Has 189,000 819 letters takes three hours to pronounce. <laughs> I should drop this in the chat room here. Maybe I'll drop this in the chat room. So a man has been recorded uh, uh, spending more than three hours to pronounce what is supposed to be the longest word in the English language. I'm not even going to try to say this thing because I don't have three hours. Uh it's the chemical name of uh, titin. I'm not making this up. The chemical name of T-I-T-I-N, also known as connectin, uh, the largest known protein. It has 1,000, excuse me, 
189,819 letters. Uh, the longest word in the Oxford English Dictionary is 45 letters long. And, of course, the supercatifragilistic expialidocious has 34 letters. And uh, on this link that I placed in the chat room, it uh, does put every single one of the 189,819 letters for the word titan. I don't really get it. I don't really understand. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy thing for me. <laughs> uh, let's see what else do I have here. So, are you into uh, are you into uh, New Year's resolutions? Because it is New Year's, you know, and uh, um, I have a uh, I have an audio clip here that uh, that I that I have uh, of uh, famous people that we don't know about. Who really don't care? Uh, talking a little bit about uh, New Year's resolution. You know what? I do, but this time I'm going to keep them quiet in case I don't achieve them. And also, I kind of feel that that um that by keeping them to myself, I'm, I'm allowing them to retain some kind of magical energy within myself, rather than oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and then. It's kind of out there for everybody to see that I failed miserably. Spend more time with my family. I've been really busy this year, so I want to spend more time with my family. I recently got a chance to hang out with my grandma. We had so much fun just sitting up there talking. So make definitely more time with family. Don't be afraid. Um, I, I don't know. Can you? Is it something you believe in? It's something you do <laughs> more than believe in it. I yeah. I don't think I've ever achieved one, so I kind of just I've given up now. But I should. Uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, what's uh, you know, I mean, it's you know, you get get the whole you know New Year's you know resolution thing, you know, and uh, you know, some people you know try you know like doing that. Some people you know think it's uh, a bunch of BS. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll we'll talk about it here a little bit. But uh, what's your what's your feelings out there on that? On New Year's resolutions, is it, is it, is it stuff? Uh, is it stuff that you do? Is it stuff that you don't do? Is it do you try to do that? You know, <laughs> we will uh, we, we will uh, we will talk about it here. Uh, so well, why don't I? I want to take a little bit of break here, and I think uh, I think I see Cat here on the line here. So we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll take a little bit of a break and uh, a quick break, and uh, we'll uh, we will come right back here on the uh, night shift show here on the uh, Block Talk Radio Network, uh, and uh, we will be right back uh, after this. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a
Welcome back to the Night Shift Show here on the uh, Blog Talk Radio Network. And uh, and finally, she, she's out of her press conference. I couldn't say anything before. She was a very important uh, meeting and uh, a press conference uh, that, that I couldn't say anything about. But she's here right now. The reason why you're all here tonight, Kat is on the line here. Kat, are you doing okay? I mean, do those reporters, uh, you know, treat you bad or anything? I am so sorry. I am so so, so, so sorry. <laughs> you know what happened to me? This is going to be a good story, I can tell. Not really. It's really. Okay. It was 20 till 8. I just laid down for just a second, and I'm feeling sleepy, and I'm like, oh, God, I really should just sit up because, you know, this work at nights has done, it has, it has made me, so freaking tired all the time. I can sleep at any time, at any moment. It's like I have narcolepsy, okay? I lay down and I'm like, I'm like, okay, Kathy, don't close your eyes. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm talking to myself in my head. All right, I'm not going to fall asleep. looking at the, my clock, I can't see because it's like a, one of those clocks with the, the hands. It's not like digital or anything. I'm looking and I can't see and I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm trying to look and I can't see what time it is. <laughs> and I look at my phone. I look at my phone and I see a message from God. She goes, God! We were... We were getting worried about you, you know, uh, but uh, but our, our good friend our good friend the Sarge called in and and uh, and, and filled the first uh, twenty minutes of the show, and uh, so I want to thank him for that, and uh, so uh, so yeah, you know, but, yeah, we were we were just getting worried about you there, Kat. Thank you, Sarge. Thank you. I feel horrible. I can't believe it. It is amazing. I must have fell asleep literally in a second because I was literally the last thing I remember telling myself is. Don't fall asleep. Just sit up. <laughs> That's the last well, thing I remember. Well, you just, you, you just, you, I mean, you, you, you must have just uh, uh, fell asleep or something right after you DM'd me because I'm like, hey, are you ready? And you're like, yeah, I'm ready. And then, like, boom, fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And I felt okay. I didn't feel that bad. I don't know what made me decide, let me just lay down for a second, let me get ready, you know, let me just get ready. And, like, I'm like, oh, I feel sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, that's awesome. how I, you know, ever since I, I, I started working night shift, like I said, I'm tired all the time. Like, when I go to work, I can stay awake because I'm at work. I have something to truly like, I, I'm moving. I'm taking care of babies, so, you know, I, I have no choice but to be alert. But, and, you know, you'd think I, I mean, of course I love this show, and I couldn't wait for this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were wait, waiting, waiting weeks for the show, and I'm like, uh, what happened? I don't know. We haven't had a show in, like, a year. But like, you I know. know. 
Mike. Thank God I woke up. You know, me, knowing how I am with my sleep now, I could have slept through the whole thing. I don't know what made me wake up. God must have said, mm. okay, Kathy, it's been long enough. Tap, tap on my shoulder. Well, I think I think it was me and J-Man's, like, uh, 1,000 texts in, like, five seconds or something saying, what, are you okay? What's up? <laughs> that didn't wake me up, though. I don't think that no. woke me up. I, I should, just I should saw just, the... I should just stop the show and, like, called you and say, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> I can't believe that's what it. I, that, that's, that's what I should have done. I, I, I should have used this call feature on the Blog Talk Radio thing and just called you and say, hey, you, you okay? <laughs> That, that would have been good radio. Freaking, that would have been hilarious because I would have been, what? Hello? What? <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> you know what? Even one of my little things I said in my head when I was when I was laying down, even one little thing was like, maybe I'll set an alarm and take a cat nap. And then I tell myself, no, don't do that. You'll fall asleep. <laughs> oh, cat took a cat nap. Yeah. All right. I took a not for 40 minutes. <laughs> so, so how is the uh, how is the night shift going there? Is it, uh, is it you, you, are you a night person or are you not a night? I mean, I know you have to be for work, but are you are you naturally a night person when you're not on a night shift? Well, naturally, I am a night person, but I think now that I'm working, you know, before. I used to be like, okay, I could stay up till 2 or whatever in the morning without, <laughs> without a problem. And then, but see, working night shift, I'm completely up all night until actually the sun comes up and then sleeping during the day. For some reason, even if I sleep pretty good. Hmm. But, hmm. And I, and I am so freaking tired all the time, and my mind is not nearly as sharp. Not that it was that sharp to begin with, but, you know, it's not as sharp as it used to be. Like, I feel sluggish all the time. I feel so sluggish. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, I'm awake because, you know, I woke up and realized, I need to be on the show. And so it kind of <laughs> bolted me into reality. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So why don't, why don't we uh, – well, I mean, I, I, I mean we'll uh, – We'll kind of ease into things here, Cadwell, because I know there's some there's some stories over the past year that uh, that uh, we did in our very intense uh, show prep uh, a couple of days ago. But we'll <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll kind of ease, ease into things here a little bit. So, um, well, why don't I? Uh, I'm going to play a clip here, and uh, you know, one of the big stories for me there, Cat, you know, was uh, you know, it's there's all these serious things going on there, but but I had to. Uh, you know, I, I have to talk about this Twinkie thing, and uh, I'm very upset about ah! it. But, but before that, let me uh, let, let me play this Twinkies clip, and uh, uh, we will uh, we'll talk about it here. The plan was born at the at the actual Hostess um, store. We saw everything, and we thought it would be amusing to buy them all and give them out for free. The uh, final count was uh, 10,000 Twinkies and 2,200 Hostess chocolate cupcakes. Uh, we filled two industrial sized minivans 
two trips, uh, and we did it all within uh, in two days. We are offering a Twinkie milkshake as well. Um, don't ask me the calorie count because I have no idea. Because my kids are Twinkie fans, Hostess fans, and I'm going to put them in their Christmas stockings. So I came in today to get the Twinkie. These aren't exactly expiration dates. These are sell-by dates. So Urban Legend are saying that this could last if you freeze them 17 years. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not condoning that. No, they say they last forever, but mentally... They don't last forever, so no, this is going to get eaten today. Because if I don't eat it today, my dad will probably get a hold of it tomorrow. <laughs> so so the audio clip there, Kat, was, was talking about this, the store as a, as a giveaway. The store gave away all these Twinkies and things. And, uh, you know, I do not even want to talk about anything having to do with the politics of this whole deal. I'm just pissed off about the Twinkies. You know what I mean, Kat? It's just, you know, I want my Twinkies. And, um, you know, all my patients out there are going to make fun of me about this, but, you know, how can you not love a Twinkie? You know what I mean? Well, I love Twinkies, too. But I don't remember the last time I had a Twinkie. And I don't remember seeing anyone ever eat Twinkies recently. Do you see people eat Twinkies or before? Did you see Twinkies? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember eating them as a kid. And they are good. I just haven't had one in forever, right? And, you know, when the whole Twinkie thing came out and they were, you know, shutting down and I saw they were selling them on eBay for unbelievable amounts of money, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy, you know? Um, and then I hear later on that aren't they going to revive the Twinkie? Isn't another company buying them, buying out, like, Aren't they going to bring the Twinkie back, or did I hear wrong? Uh, I, I well, there's a lot of rumors and stuff, so I'm not. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think well, anybody knows. You know, it's funny because a, a couple, maybe two, three weeks ago at work, I was in the lounge and and somebody was asking this RT. They're like, "What are you eating?" <clears throat> and he goes, "A Twinkie," and I. And they're like, you know, we they thought he meant real Twinkie, like a Twinkie Twinkie. And he goes, no, a bimbo Twinkie. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I don't know if you ever heard of bimbo bread. Have you ever heard of bimbo? I have not see, heard of bimbo bread. Bimbo. Now, bimbo <laughs> is a company, I guess it's out of Mexico because I believe it's Mexican. They have bread and everything, and it's like bimbo bread. I love to say bimbo. And uh, apparently Bimbo, Bimbo, makes desserts and stuff, too. So people don't realize there there are other companies out there that have a Twinkie-type pastry. And they're spending hundreds of dollars on eBay to get these Twinkies <laughs> when all they need to do is go out and get some Bimbo Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Bimbo Twinkies. <laughs> Bimbo Twinkies. Oh man! But I have to, you know what? I have to look for that because like he was eating it, and I didn't really look close. But I have to check out in the, the grocery store and see that. You know, it might, it may not be exactly like a Twinkie, but I'm thinking, you know, why did he call it a Twinkie? It must be somewhat similar. 
maybe it doesn't look exactly the same or something. But I remember loving them as a kid. And I liked the, the King Dongs or the Ding Dongs, too, and the Hostess Cupcakes. I loved all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, how how can you not? You know? Jeez. I'm like, I'm like hungry right now. Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to need to take no a break. Matter you know? much, no matter how much I love Twinkies, I just can't imagine spending like $50 for a Twinkie on eBay. I just can't. <laughs> I can't see myself. Now, had I known all this ahead of time, maybe I would have sold them. I mean, if I had paid more attention, I, I don't know. It just seems. It seems crazy, though. But if people are willing to pay that much, I remember looking on the eBay listings, and there was people who would sell, who were selling them by, you know, in lots, by boxes, right? And one person had a ridiculous opening bid of, like, I mean, you saw them sell, selling for good money, but somebody had a ridiculous opening bid of something like $5,000 or something, for not that many boxes. And it's like, you really are high. And, of course, nobody had bid on them because they could get another 10 boxes somewhere else for, you know, a hundred or something. You know what I'm saying? It was, just, and I noticed on the listings, but I never knew this. They have like chocolate Twinkies. Oh have yeah. Have you ever seen that? I've never oh, seen yeah. that. Oh man. They are so good. Let me tell you. Oh, and that, and that $5,000, let me tell you, that was money well spent. You know what I mean? No one else is going to touch that stuff. That is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't buy it. <laughs> but I didn't know I didn't know that there was chocolate Twinkies. I had no clue. Oh yeah, they're they're I mean, obviously not anymore, but uh No. <laughs> no, but I've like never seen them in my life. Like No maybe 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 they'll bring that back too. I don't know. Chocolate <laughs> Twinkie, baby Dimbo will do. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we uh, why don't we take a break and uh, at the top of the hour here, after the break here, we will be uh, talking about some of the uh, the top news stories of uh, 2012 according to us. Uh, and I know that uh, I know that you want to talk about Princess Kate there, Cat. Uh, so we'll hold on. <laughs> We will tease the audience, including the people in the chat room, about uh, what you think the uh, top news stories of 2012 are. And uh, we will be right back after this very, very short break right here on the Night Shift Show. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Night Shift Show here on the last Saturday night here 
of 2012, and uh, we're back here with Kat. Uh, Kat, how are you doing? Are you holding up okay? You're doing all right? Uh, I can't believe it, but I'm still awake. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's you know, show is brought I, to you by narcolepsy. and uh, <laughs> I, It's like I, it's almost like I have nar- I mean, if I lay down, I'm screwed. No matter what time of the day or night it is, it's just, that's what it's turning out to be. And I just hope that I get used to this. We're pretty so soon. It's only been a few are you, months. Are, are you standing right now, Kat? Well, no, I'm sitting, but. <laughs> don't even, don't even. Oh, you better stand up because if you're sitting there, uh, you may just like, poof. Like, no, actually now I'm okay because like I'm talking to you and stuff. Like I'm actually doing something. I made the mistake of closing my eyes just to take a little rest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'll be zero breaks during this last fifty-nine minutes here. <laughs> no, I won't take a break during the the, the, the break. I mean, I won't take a, a rest during the break. <laughs> Uh, you can't because that, at, the, at the top of the next hour will be our good friends, uh, you know, the J Man and the Mat Man uh, for the I'm a Stupid Show, and and uh, you know, Cat, you know, this, this, you know, our show is called Reviewing 2012, and their their show uh, is is uh, obviously called Good Riddance 2012. So uh, uh, <laughs> there you go. That is the uh, that, that's the best two shows here on the network here uh, this evening. Well, you know, after when I, you know, was doing the research and stuff for the show and I sent you that article in the top news stories of 2012, pretty much I could see why they would say good riddance 2012 because pretty much everything was negative except the stuff coming out of the U.K. But even with Princess Kate, that ended in a tragedy with Paul Nurse killing herself, you know? Like, All right, let me... Uh... I I have I I I have a couple of uh audio clips here. Why don't, why don't we uh, when we play these and then uh, I know you have stuff to say, so we'll we'll play yeah. these first and then cut you loose here. Here's some uh, here's some news clips. It's pretty common for people to have some kind of nausea and vomiting in pregnancy. Probably two thirds or three quarters of pregnant women have nausea or vomiting at some point in early pregnancy. But it's actually quite rare to have hyperemesis gravidarum where you would need to be hospitalized. Maybe 1% of the population would have that. It is worse than just feeling lousy and feeling nauseated. It's actually throwing up so much that it potentially puts your health at risk because you can become dehydrated and you can have lack of nutrition that can be dangerous for the pregnant woman or the baby. We usually hospitalize people, for example, if they haven't had anything to eat or drink for 24 hours, if they've lost weight, if their blood pressure is low. It's hard to know what would predispose somebody to having hyperemesis. It is commonly seen in people um, who have had it before, so that's definitely a risk factor. There's probably some genetic predisposition. There definitely is a higher association of nausea and vomiting and hyperemesis in people who are having multiple gestations, twins, triplets, or higher order multiples. And the reason for that is that the hormone levels are higher. Most people who have nausea and vomiting, whether it's mild or severe, go on to have a perfectly normal pregnancy. And usually the nausea and vomiting ends around the end of the first trimester. Britain's Prince William attended his first public event since the announcement that his wife Kate is pregnant. 
but he was mum on the controversy surrounding two Australian radio DJs who called the hospital where Kate was staying and pretended to be Queen Elizabeth and Prince Charles. The nurse who took the call died Friday. There's no official ruling on Jacinta Saldana's death, but many assume it's directly related to taking that call. Outside the Royal Albert Hall, William ignored questions from reporters, but retired Australian tennis player Pat Cash, a 1987 Wimbledon champ, weighed in. You can't go impersonating the Queen. You can't go calling up and impersonating the Queen. And uh, you know, it's 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 out of order. It, it's out of order. It's meant to be meant to be a joke, lighthearted joke. And you know, us Aussies, we 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 just we. You know, just trying to have a bit of fun, but I think it went too, went a bit too far. The hospital called the call truly appalling. The DJs have apologized, and their show has been suspended indefinitely. Meanwhile, the prince pulled out of a Sunday event, citing the severe morning sickness that sent the Duchess of Cambridge to the hospital in the first place. Matt Friedman, Associated Press. All right, Kat, so what, what do you got? <laughs> you have some thoughts on this uh, Kate Middleton pregnancy hyperemesis gravidarum story? Well, I have heard of I, hyperemesis gravidarum, of course. Just studied that in nursing school. I've heard of it. And, um, but I never heard of that it was more common in people who were having multiples. I've never heard that before. So that was different. So it would be interesting to see if she has twins. And, you know, as far as her, you know, in, when they were reporting her being in the, the hospital, they were more like, oh, just severe morning sickness and all this, and and but I mean, God, I couldn't imagine having that. That's gotta be terrible. I mean, they're like basically constantly throwing up, you know. Poor Kate. I'm sure she really did not like having that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, now the the radio DJs though, like. Okay, here's here's my thoughts on that. Okay, um, before the before the nurse had killed herself, when I'd heard that, you know, they they did this, and I heard the little recording of it, I'm like, man, I can't believe they got through either, you know. But I mean, this is kind of what you know, radio DJs, especially these morning radio DJs, do this kind of stuff all the time. They do prank calls all the time, and so they were just, you know, and like they said, they never thought they were going to even get through. And it, that shocks me that they got through because you know how it is here in the United States with HIPAA, right? I don't know what the privacy laws are in over there, you know, in the U.K. and, and how strict they are. But, like, for instance, I work in a NICU. If someone calls and they say they're the mom or the dad and that they want information on their baby, they have to give us, like, you know, I guess a lot of people, even if you're a lay person, you know out there that when a woman has a baby, they put two little identification bands on the baby and they give the mom one and the dad one. Or they give the mom one and whoever else is with her, like if it's your mother or whatever, they give them one. So there's this little number printed on there, and that's what we ask for when they call. Because we can't just give information out to anyone. Anybody can call us and say they're the mom. You know, so we're really, really, we're, and I don't know how they do it on adult floors. I don't know if there's a password or, or, or how they do things on adult floors, but I know at least with the babies, they have to give us that number. Now, I would think even if they had, if they didn't have HIPAA-type laws in place over there, that if you have Kate and, 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 and 
What's his name? <laughs> William. Yes, William. It's William, love. It's so William. Got the royal, you've got the royal family in there, you know. I would think that you would, that, that even the family themselves would say, okay, uh, this is going to be our, our password, our secret. Or, like, okay, uh, Twinkie, okay, is our password. <laughs> if we call, we have to say this password or something to make it know that it's really them. And, you know, as bad as our accents were, I think those hosts were worse, and they're Australian. They're already halfway there, okay? <laughs> so both nurses, I'm surprised that neither, and, you know, one is supposed to be a personal nurse, okay? The one who gave all the information that's her personal nurse, right? Her private nurse. Now I don't know if she was hired by the royal family, or if that was just someone at the hospital that they said, "Okay, you're going to be in there the whole time with her," and you know that kind of thing. So, I, if anybody should have felt bad, it should have been the nurse that gave all the information. But anyway, the the the, the tragic thing about this whole thing, I, I think, it, first of all, like I said, I think it's crazy that they even got through, that they didn't even have these basic uh, things in place, these basic little, a password. Or pri- privacy, privacy stuff, right. Yeah. And, but the, the, the thing is, the royal family wasn't even pissed off. I mean, they they never, you know, when, when they first heard about it, before the nurse had killed, they, they I think uh, Pr- Prince Charles even kind of made a joke about it to, to somebody in the media, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, they don't care. I mean, I'm sure it, it, it bothered them, but not not to the point where they're going to, they didn't complain to the hospital. They didn't, compl- they didn't get pissed off at anyone because they're very respectable, nice people. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they have a lot of decorum, Okay. And they realize, you know, she was okay. Yeah, there's privacy. Oh, she's not. She hasn't been retching. Basically, that was mainly what she said. Everybody already knows why she was in there. It's not like she has that much privacy to begin with. Okay, so everybody's going to know anyway. So that's probably why they didn't really care. Um, and the nurse that who ended up committing suicide wasn't even in trouble. At what me? If I would have done something like that, or anybody here, you know, but if I would have personally done something like that, I would have been like, it's okay, I'm already out of here. I'll see you later. I'll clean out my locker. <laughs> bye. Exactly. I'd be like, you know, I'll bye, like, I'm leaving this job. Yeah, please, just don't kill me on the way out. I'm gone. <laughs> exactly. Please don't Please don't hurt me. That's what don't I hurt say. me. And please don't put me in jail, because you know our privacy laws are so are so strict that I mean there's even ways you could you could be legally held responsible, and I don't know if you could go to jail or have a fine, but you can be in serious trouble. So, and probably I would guess lose your license too, you know. But I mean, they even the people at the hospital said we were supporting her. We we didn't. She wasn't even in any trouble. She was just, I guess she was just so embarrassed that she killed herself. The radio DJs felt like crap, okay? They felt horrible. And people are berating them on Twitter. This blood is on your hands. No, 
that woman chose to kill herself, okay? They did not go there. They did not call to to hurt anyone. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal if you're trying to break privacy of, you know, the royal family. But like I said, they didn't even think they'd get through. They were shocked that they even got through. So they, they're not totally innocent here. But as far as her committing suicide, I don't believe it's their fault. Because recently I saw an article that said she had tried to commit suicide twice before. So this woman obviously already had problems. This thing just put her over the edge. Like I said, the, the nurse who gave the information did more than, than she did. All she did was put the call through, you know. So she was obviously too fragile to handle any kind of problem. And she wasn't right. getting fired. I could maybe if she had gotten fired, maybe if you know she would have had all this media attention on her. But no, nobody knew who she was. Nobody cared, and she wasn't in trouble. She chose to kill herself, and she used this as the reason. <laughs> okay, so leave the poor DJs alone. You know they're the ones who lost their jobs. They're the ones who feel bad. I remember reading an article also that that that. Right after it happened, right after they found out the, the, the nurse had committed suicide, they were so distraught that they even had people looking over that female DJ to make sure she didn't kill herself. Like, they were that distraught over it. And to top it off, they, you know, they're the ones who, who ended up looking the worst in this whole thing, you know. And they probably will never go back to radio, and maybe even if they're allowed to go back, may not want to. You know, I know I would feel bad. I do know I would feel bad if I was one of them. But since I'm not, I can look at this from the outside, you know. Right, right. And I, I just think that people, like I said, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. But this woman, this nurse, would have killed herself over something else. Maybe a month from now. Maybe, you know, she would have killed herself over something else because she obviously had tried to do it before. I think one time she may have said that maybe she took pills, something like that. And the second time it said she attempted to jump off a building. How do you attempt to jump off a building? You either do it or you don't. So maybe she was just like, maybe they mean she was just standing there, but she went to the, like, she went from the roof to the mental hospital right then. But so this woman already had problems. And and I knew that this would this would come out because a lot of people when this, this story happened, a lot of psychologists, you know, they go on these shows on the news shows and stuff and give their opinion and they're like very rarely do you see anyone commit suicide over what like if they have no history of mental, you know, depression or anything like that. That one one instance of something bad happening is going to make them just snap and kill. There's got to be more to it than just that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think I think I think you're right. I mean, it's you know, it's just it's just it's just a sad situation all around. It's just you know, it's just um, there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of anger um, in you know, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, I, I do think you have a good point as far as, you know, I'm not really 
familiar with the privacy laws, medical privacy laws in other countries. Um, you know, I know here, and you, you talked about it already, I mean, there's, there's very strict rules, federal rules, um, as far as who has access to medical information, who can call in, and, you know, you have a password, or what is your relationship with the person, and are you allowed to have that information, and and uh, you know, not that we're any better than anybody else, but um, I don't know what those privacy laws are over there, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if anything changes because of that. Well, I'm thinking that it would ha- we would have to be more strict than they are because, like I said, she didn't even get in trouble, and they didn't have any kind of system in place to keep that from happening. And here's the royal family. I mean, you would. Like, I know that also, too, like, for instance, when I worked in NICU in Austin, one time we had, like, a set of quintuplets or whatever, and they were, like, trained, like, these super, super careful, super, super, I hope I didn't break hip to them, but they were on the news there, so. <laughs> um, you know, because media can call and act like there's somebody else, I mean, so you know that's going to happen if a celebrity is in the hospital or something like that. Hospitals usually really, I mean, they're already strict about privacy, but then they hunker down when there is maybe a celebrity in the hospital or, you know, we have some kind of multiple births that the media wants to get a hold of. They still ended up on the, the news. I hope I don't get in trouble. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. You're it's not so going to get in fun. trouble. Nobody it's listens so to this show, fun. so. <laughs> well, I didn't say their names either. And I didn't exactly. say that I worked there. Okay. It's only exactly. if you say their names and stuff, right? Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Uh I don't even want to talk about any of these other stories. These are so depressing. <laughs> I know. Everything is depressing. Every, there is not really anything in 2012 that I can think of. I mean, if there's anyone in your chat room that either wants to call in or type in if they remember any positive stories in 2012, that I'd be more than happy to hear it because well, I know. I know. There's one thing that that uh, there was a story that you sent me about uh, about Newtown, Connecticut, and and the, yeah. the positive things that people are trying to do with these 26 acts of kindness that is on NBC and things. And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I I know that you shared that story with me. What uh, what what, uh, what what are you getting from that? And and uh, what you know? First of all, you know what is it? And then you know what, why do you think it's important? Well, um, I forget where it originally. The first, it started out as the 20 Acts of Kindness, and it was like this movement on Twitter that was like, uh, do something nice for like like 20 nice things in honor of each child that was was killed in Newtown, and like any random act of kindness, it it can involve money or not. Like, uh, for instance, as there was people that had posted on Twitter that. Like one girl had posted, she was at oh, which store was it? One of those. Uh, I wish I could remember. Actually, I can. I'll keep going while I look because I have the article here. But uh, okay, like one girl said that she uh, bought a five dollar 
uh, gift card to Starbucks, gave it to the guy in the line behind her, you know, and then with the card it says, in honor of the Sandy Hook victims, Twenty now it's 26 acts of kindness. They made it to all the, the victims. But um, Merry Christmas, pay it forward, you know, just it doesn't have to be someone necessarily even in need, you know. It's uh, doing something nice for anybody, and it doesn't have to involve money. It can be, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen or, you know, and and for each life that you're honoring, each life with each act. Like uh, some people will actually write a note, you're number 15, you know, and so they write a note along with the kind act, like, or leaving something for someone, uh, a gift inside of a grocery cart, you know, somebody's random person grocery cart. And with a note so they understand why you're doing it, where it's coming from. And I love this idea because not only does it honor the lives of the people, it gets us, it helps us to heal and it helps us to start thinking a different way. You know, we have we have more and more mass shootings, right? And it's just like your article on your blog said, you know, after every time this happens, everybody will sit and talk about what's wrong and gun control or mental illness or whatever the issue is. And then two weeks later, it's forgotten and, and nothing changes, you know. And I think with this situation, I think this one hit America so much harder because of the age of the children. You know, you think, here's a grade school, first graders. I mean, it, it, you know, all of the mass shootings are sad, of course, but this one, like, tugs at your heart more, I think, because of the innocence, you know. And it's causing people to do these nice things, which I like. This is how we move forward. See, like, yes, things need to change in our laws all around, whether it's mental illness or gun control, but as far as you know, that's Wash. I see that as Washington's job. You know, I mean, ranting on Twitter, your political beliefs does nothing for anyone except be annoying. <laughs> I, I, you know, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, and some of them are very, very political. And after every mass shooting, before the bodies are cold, they're already spouting off their ideas on gun control, and it's like. You know, all, and, I, and I, especially with the Sandy Hook, you see it a lot, right? And you think, well, these things are important, of course. But I just felt like, as bad as this was, I, I wasn't thinking about gun control. All I could think about was those poor kids, those poor families, and how can we, how do we change America's thinking? Not so much the laws, I and mean, obviously those need to be changed, but, how, you know, I feel like it's more than just, the gun control issue or mental health, it's, it's the way we communicate, that we deal with each other. I mean, this has become like the country of me, me, me. You know, we we put ourselves before we put, we, should, we need to put others before ourselves, you know. We need to care about each other more. We need to love each other more. Things like that, you know. It's, it's, we're disconnected. There's a disconnect somewhere. And I love this, this 26 acts of kindness because it not only is it addictive, it's um, 
contagious. You know, if you're if you're the recipient, let's say, uh, okay, hold on, let me see where this was. <laughs> I was going to the point of like somebody was at a store. I can't remember which store. Okay, I, I and I can't find it here. So let's say that you they looked at the basket, and in this basket in the store was an envelope, and all, all on the front it just said use. So out of curiosity, they picked it up, and, you know, inside it says, um, and it was a gift card for that store, and I'm going to find it in two seconds because I really want to. Because just, I want to read the actual card. It was beautiful. But, like, if I, you know, if I had not known about this, and I saw that I would want to do the same thing. You know right, what I mean? Right. And uh, here it is somewhere right here. Here we go. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. No, we're not. Here we are. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, you, well you, you, you can start to, you know, continue to find that. But I, I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying. I mean, you know, I've seen all these stories out here, you know, about you know, these random acts of kindness or, you know, people just doing things, pay it forward or whatever what you want to say. And, you know, it, it's very nice seeing some of that out there. And, and, and I think that that uh, that we should do that more. I should do that more. You know, we we, we all should kind of look at the situation and, and say, you know, how, how can we how can we look out for our our neighbors, our you know um, you know people, or even strangers. You know, and what what can we what can we do to them to to you know, to to you know see what they need or you know, see what they you know uh, what they require or something like that. I mean, it's the, the, unfortunately this world has gotten to a point where. You know, everybody that you know it's, doesn't really trust uh, a lot of people anymore, um, and, and some for good reason. You know, a lot of people take advantage of other people, and and uh, um, you know, there, there is a certain amount of you know this this thinking of of uh, you know me me me, and and I'm entitled to this, and and that's mine, and you know you know I don't want to get into the politics of the whole thing but I think there there's a definitely a culture change in this country and it's it's unfortunate to see and um you know as uh, uh, be you know some way to turn that around a little bit to where we can be you know you know kind to strangers again do random acts of kindness pay it forward all that kind of stuff so um so I definitely get what you're saying there cat I mean it's just uh, in, in hearing these stories and you know, um, you know, around the country, are people doing this stuff? It's it's nice. It gives me faith back in that that people are, you know, that they're, we're we're all good people, and and we get into bad situations, and unfortunately, you know, really, really, really bad, um, you know, um, tragedies like this, you know, have to make us step back and look at us how we are as people, how we are as a country, how we are as a society and a community. So. Uh, did, did, did you find it, Kat? Did you find what you were looking for? Yes, I found it. And this was somebody who had posted a Twitter pic, and it says, friend walked into Trader Joe's and picked up a handbasket that had a card addressed to, in quotation marks, you in it. Out of curiosity, she opened it, and then they showed it inside. There's a gift card to Trader Joe's, and it says, Merry, happy holiday, choose love. Twenty, And this is when it was 20 acts of 20 random acts of kindness. This, hold on, this one, 
that's where my eyes are going. This one is in honor of one child from Sandy Hook Elementary, Newton, Can- Newtown, Connecticut. I always say Newton. Newtown, Connecticut. And, you know, like I said, somebody maybe who's not on Twitter, not on the Internet, doesn't know about this, and they pick that up, and they're like, huh, what's this? They may go and find out more, or they'll just start doing it themselves, you know? Is this the only way to prevent something like this from happening again? No, but it's a start if we can, you know, I, I look at it like what can I do to help change <clears throat> the way the world has become? You know, I we have been, we finally got finished, but we had a storage room full of old stuff. When I had to move here with my mom, a lot of my old stuff went in storage. And we recently got you know, we got all that out because we built a, uh, more room on the house that, and we were getting rid of old stuff. And I found this old book from when I was a kid where I filled out, you know, it was a, supposed to be a book about me, right? And it just, it, it was um, like your favorite food and all these little things, little questions where you fill out and there's, you can draw in it and all this stuff. And it brought me back to a time where things were innocent. And we come from the same time, you know. And when we were kids, you didn't hear about this kind of stuff. Um, things were so much different. It's like, you know, and I, I, I you know, this, for everyone listening, this is not necessarily Dr. Anonymous use. I'm going to say it, though. <laughs> I don't care. If you don't like it, you can write me on Twitter. Things are way different now. And, it, you know, like, look at how our video games are now. And I'm not just talking about violence, just the technology of it. Remember when we were little, we had Atari, and we had those two little lines with the ball? Oh, yeah. Of course. That, we thought that was amazing. <laughs> we thought that was amazing. Now, if you put that in front of a kid and tell them to play that, they'll laugh at you. Right. They would laugh right. at you, you know. <laughs> but but as far as like, I mean, as far as American culture and how we we progress technology wise, right? That's one thing. But then yes, I do think there's a lot of violence on TV and on video games and all that. Not that that's necessarily a cause, but it, it's just like we've become immune to violence and immune to everything, you know. Where whereas when we were young. He seems so much more innocent to me. I don't know. It's like when I watch TV at night with my family when I was little, everything we would, you know, watch together and nothing was really, you know, it, it was family viewing. And, you know, I'm still, even though I'm in, you know, 41, <laughs> I can't believe I said it, but I am, and like my dad visits, I still get embarrassed to watch, you know, it's, if there's going to be anything sexual or anything on the TV, I'm not going to watch it with my dad, okay? As far as I'm concerned, I'm, like, still a little kid. So there's really nothing to watch on TV with dad anymore. <laughs> Everything has something, you know, that I feel is not, quote-unquote, family-friendly. You'd have to go to Nickelodeon or Disney or something to find, you know, family, something that the whole family can watch where the parents right. don't have to actually explain something to a kid, you know. But, <laughs> and, 
and it just it just does seem a lot different to me. And with with the internet and all, internet can be good for a lot of things, but there's also a lot of bad things on the internet, you know. And 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 like I said, this this problem with the mass shootings is multi it's multifaceted. It's it's the American culture, it's the mental health, and it's the gun control all rolled into one. And it's become this massive cluster F. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, we need everything needs to change as far as laws and, and stuff. But at least, if as far as what we can do, is things like this is the random. You know, because there's a lot more good people in the world than there are bad people. And there's definitely a lot more people, even people who are maybe that aren't necessarily that great of people, aren't going to go to a school and shoot a bunch of people. You know, there's there's a small segment of society that are the Adam Lanzas or the whoever else, I can't, Jared Lawton or right. whatever. Right. You know, there's way more good people than there are of them, okay? <laughs> so we outweigh the bad people. It's just that we need to become involved again. We need to... You know, I think we see this violence so much, and just to protect ourselves, we turn, we we try to turn our emotions off. We try to turn our our eyes off to it, you know, and just kind of. It's like you said, we talk about it for two weeks, and then it goes away, and nothing nothing changes. But now, because of what happened, you know, you see the president saying, "Okay, now we got to really change some laws here." So he he, they're going to do their part. What can we do to do our part? And I think this is a great idea, you know, because a person ranting about gun control on Twitter isn't going to do anything. A lot of people just like to hear themselves talk. They're just so smart, and they want to tell everyone how stupid they are and how see how smart they are, and yet that's all they can do. You know, do something. Do something instead of rant on Twitter. It's annoying <laughs> to get that out there. I'm sorry. It's not necessarily the way Dr. Anonymous thinks. It's the way I think. I felt like it was impersonal, you know. I felt like right. it, it's – I don't like politicizing something that is so horrible, you know. And I just kept thinking about these families. And, you know, I mean, of course, when I first heard it happen, just like the other ones, I get – the first thing I think is, oh, just get rid of all the guns. It's stupid, you know. But I'm thinking out of emotion. Once it sinks in, I'm like, oh, God, what happened here, you know? And this one was really hard for me, this last one. And it, I guess it was because of the age and because of the the devastation of it. I mean, I can't imagine how parents out there must feel that, you know, am, am I going to take my to school today, are they going to, you know, it's something we, we just assume we take your kid to school, they're going to be fine. And then something like that happens, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what that's like. So, you know, the, the way to make, you can take you can make good out of any bad thing. And I think this 26 acts of kindness is a start. I think it's a, it's a way to give God the glory, you know. This this was not an act of God. You know, this, this shooting was not an act of God. It was not a punishment from God. This is like an act from Satan, you know. 
this was this is something we need to just change the way we think and the way we feel and 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 start being kind to each other. That's a huge step right there. It's huge. Start thinking of others before yourself and pay it forward. We all need to do that a little bit of that. And you know what I saw a lot on Twitter is people saying, I'm gonna even after twenty six, I'm gonna keep doing it and you know, I hope that's true because when it's true. When you do do something nice for someone, it does make you feel good. And if people are doing, if, if they're making a pledge to do at least 26, they're going to get addicted to it because they're going to be addicted to feeling good. Really, doing something nice for someone can be a very selfish thing because it makes you feel good, you know. And so, and then it'll catch on. It'll be contagious and, you know, we need to start, and I'm hoping this new back tune, <laughs> you know, now that the world didn't end, that, right. that the change that we see is going to be a good one. I, I don't think it could get any worse. I really don't think it could get any worse. <laughs> you know, I think that hopefully this is going to be, this is a new era now. And this is going to be the era of love. And, and I'm, I probably sound like a Pollyanna to people, but that's okay. Of love and kindness and freedom and tambourines. <laughs> Clapping. This is gonna be a new back tune. We're gonna ha we're gonna move forward and we're gonna be stronger than ever and we're gonna flush out all the evil. <laughs> Good Trump evil, always. Good Trump people to do something good for someone today, and that's your public service announcement. From there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we? Uh, let's see. We got twenty minutes left. Why don't we take a quick break here? We'll we'll switch gears here, and uh, we'll we'll end the show with some uh, uh, some happy stories, some quirky stories, and uh, a, a big a big a big finish to the show here. So uh, we'll. Uh, Take a quick break here, and uh, we will just have a few more stories here to finish up the show here on the Night Shift Show. We will be right back. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Welcome back to the Night Shift Show here, the uh, the last segment of the show here this evening. Uh, I'm here back uh, with uh, Kat. And, uh, you know, Kat, I know you wanted to, you know, you've been wanting to have a show for such a long time to kind of get that out there. And uh, uh, it's well said. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we goof around a lot on the show. and uh, But, you know, I, th I think we have a good mix of, of uh, you know, some serious stuff and, and, some, and some fun stuff. And I know that you've been wanting to, to say that for a long time. So, so good job there, Kat. Say what? What do you mean? Oh, what you know, about the one? Yeah, you know, you know, the, the 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 new thing, you know. I mean, it's just it's just it's just oh, what yeah. everybody is everybody is thinking, you know. And it's just you know, and, and I'm glad that people are doing it. Um, but uh, you know, those it, it was it was very nice. Well, well put, Kat. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and and you know, 
and I, when I say, you know, I, I'm not saying that, that people who politicize it don't care. I'm sure they care, and that's how they're, you know, but it just doesn't change anything. I mean, I think people science fiction, so that's doing something, okay? You know, that's all I'm saying is just instead of whining, let's do something. Let's, change, let's, let's really, and I think after this one, the whole country now, no matter what side you're on, is wanting to prevent this from happening again. But I think I think the twenty six kind of is a good way for just the regular citizen who doesn't really have any voice in Washington can can at least start. And it's a good thing to do anyway. I mean that's something we sh- you know the, the Christian value teaches we need to help those in need. Well that's true. That's already a given. But when you just put the nice for just a random person, I mean that guy in start probably he wouldn't been in line if he didn't have five dollars to pay for his coffee. But it was that gesture, it's the gestures that's going to be contagious and keep it going. And I'm sorry, I just can't stop talking to fool love. Well, let's we'll talk about this puppy story you sent me here. I want to read this here. Aww, so, uh, puppies. With, uh, with Stolen Puppy Returned, it's a happy Christmas. And this is from the Oregonian from uh, December 25th. And uh, I'll read here a little bit. What would have been sad one for the, uh, I don't know, Camus Washington family turned into a day of celebration after they recovered their tiny golden puppy they adopted Saturday. The dog, a three-month-old Chihuahua Pomeranian mix named John, had been taken from the Oregon Humane Society shelter in northeast Portland as the Belzer family went through the adoption procedures. The shelter recovered the dog Christmas Eve. John first landed at the shelter eight days ago, turned in by its owner with three litter mates, Ringo, Paul, and George, named for the Beatles. John was neutered, microchipped, vaccinated, and put up for adoption. Lauren Belzer, 16, spotted him on the shelter's website as she lay in bed recovering from jaw surgery. He was the one. I've seen a lot of cute dogs, but he was the cutest. And this article goes on to... Kind of how these uh, how how the dog and the family came together, and it's a very sweet uh, story. It's a it's a, it's a nice one to to pull up here, uh, Kat. Yeah, and I'm wondering though how how did the did it even say how the the dog got stolen out of the Humane Society? Is that how it happened? Because that's where I was confused. Like, how does a dog get stolen out of the Humane Society? I guess they just walk out with him. <laughs> Can I see that dog? Oh, he's so cute. And then when they turn their back, they run out. <laughs> well, it says here, uh, so so Lauren, her twin sister, Madison, 13, uh, went to the shelter, introduced John to their 10-year-old golden retriever, talked to an adoption counselor, paid a $400 fee, fill out paperwork. They went to get him, and he was gone. And the article goes on to say, staff members turned the shelter upside down, searching every kennel, and cat cage. When they couldn't find him, we figured he'd been stolen, and then he was found. That's so sweet. You know, I love <laughs> stories like that. One time, I, I forget. It's been a while. It's been years, I think. But I saw a news story on my local news. And I, just, I was like, Why did I see this? It was an accident. You know, I try not to watch the news too much. Like. Like, I like to watch, like, Red Eye and stuff like that because, 
you know, it's like funny and stuff. But like local news and all that, and uh, it just depresses me too much. And <laughs> there was this one time where we had some winter Texans because we get them down here. They had their dog. It was and it was cool enough to. I mean, they had a, a little puppy in the car. It may have been a full-grown dog. I don't know, but it was like a little Yorkie. It was a nice dog. And somebody had broken into their car and stole all their stuff, including the dog. And the old man was on there, and he was talking. He was like, we just want the dog back. And he was crying, and my heart broke in a million pieces. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, There's something about, because you could tell how much he loved that dog. You know, and it's like, if you that's how I am. If you're going to steal something from me, just don't steal my cats. <laughs> you can have whatever you want. <laughs> just don't steal my animals. You know? No. Animals are, and even though they hadn't technically taken him home yet, she had already adopted that dog in her heart. So I'm glad that they found the dog. I'm glad that she got it back. So that's a beautiful story. <laughs> So I have a, I have, a, I have a, another dog story here. This is uh, from Friday, December 28th, and the title is uh, uh, Blind Dog Survives 10-Mile Walk in Minus 40 Degrees. I'll read this here. A blind dog survived temperatures of minus 40 degrees Celsius after being separated from her owners. Abby, a brown and white mixed-breed dog, was being walked by her owners in Alaska when they became separated in a snowstorm. The eight-year-old dog owners did not expect to see their blind pet again, but they were delighted to discover that she had appeared at a local dog yard situated 10 miles away. Owner McKenzie <coughs> told uh, the news uh, site, It's a miracle. There's no other word to describe it. We never expected to have her be returned uh, safe and alive. The local veterinarian explained how he was surprised to find Abby had not succumbed to any of the adverse effects of her adventure. Uh, he said, the vet said, no frozen ears, no frozen toes. She'll probably go back home and it'll be business as usual. Uh, she's no worse for wear, but quite an adventure. Uh, Ten miles, blind dog, minus 40 degrees. Uh, that is just crazy, Kat. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a sweet story. Not only is that a sweet story, that's like a freaking miracle story because to be blind, well, they have good snouts, but still, to be blind and not have even a little bit of frostbite, you know, it's no frozen ears, no frozen toes, in minus 40-degree weather, how can you even survive, you know, at all? You know, it's like been in the 40s and 50s here, and I'm free. <laughs> I'm such a wuss with cold. I like it when it gets cooler, and of course, when I'm inside, you know, and nice and warm. But, you know, yeah, we have been in the last few days our coldest as we have been. We've had a few little cold fronts, but it hasn't even gotten to freezing yet. The lowest it'll get is into the 40s. But even once it hits the 60s, I'm starting to get real cold. <laughs> <laughs> but I still would rather that than when we're like 115 in the summer. So, uh, yeah, that's 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 what you get down there is 115, huh? Yeah, and and that'll last usually about 
10, 11 months out of the year. <laughs> I'm just kidding, not that bad. But, <laughs> it, you know, we don't get much of a winter. But see, at least when it's cooler like this, you can add on clothes. In the summer, it's not like you could take off all your clothes. And even if you did take off all your clothes, you'd still be dying. <laughs> it's just too <laughs> freaking hot. Uh, but no, we haven't had no. it yet. You know, usually, uh, other than last year, every year we'll have maybe one t- one freeze where it'll freeze, it'll last for about a day or two, and then that's it, where it'll actually get to frozen. And, you know, the world stops down here when it gets like that. Things close down. <laughs> There's ice on the road. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't gotten to freezing yet, so... And last year, remember last year for the whole country, it was fairly warm. You know, so yes. we, I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember last year us getting into the 40s, maybe even or 50s. It just, it seemed like it didn't get cold at all. But uh, last year was a weird year. It was a very mild winter for the whole, and and not only that, uh, just this just reminds me, for some reason, when I was saying that about the unusually warm temperatures, is just how we were talking about how most of the stories in 2012 have been bad. Like, I can kind of see, like, it, it was kind of a, a dark year. And, you know, the whole 2012 end of the year thing, it, it, it kind of fit in with everything, right, with all these bad things happening. And I'm like, I just really hope it's not true. I just hope it's not true. But deep down inside, I knew that it was, probably wasn't going to happen, okay? But I did go on the web, on the Internet, and really look for websites. I wanted some kind of, you know, and NASA was like, it ain't going to happen. Okay, I trust NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. NASA is pretty, you know, pretty, okay. Because the stupid history channel, you know, they go with, I have no in my research of this whole doomsday. Where did it come from? What where? I mean, I knew it came from the Mayans and all that stuff. But what exactly are all the theories, right? And on my research, I found out that there have been people that have actually committed suicide because of fear of the end of the world of this 2012 thing, and they just were so overwhelmed that they just killed themselves. They couldn't they couldn't stand that fear, and. On this one website I found, it was all about how it's 2012 hoax. I think that's, I think it was 2012hoax.org or something like that, or I can't remember exactly what. But their whole, their because of these these people being scared to death and stuff, their whole premise of that website is to help people realize it is a hoax. It was a bunch of scientists and all these other you know smart people that got together and made this website website and, and debunked everything, right? <clears throat> and they had people's stories on there. And there was one story of a girl. She called herself Cat. <laughs> it wasn't me. <clears throat> but she, has, she had a little, like, eight-year-old niece who just happened to see on the History Channel one of these, you know, because History Channel played them all the time, you know, of these end-of-the-world different documentaries. It scared her so much. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't eat. They had to take her to therapists. You know, I mean, it, it scared her so much. She's like, why are we going to die and all this stuff? I mean, you know, and it kind of made me angry at History Channel. It did. 
because it's like they they refuse to stop playing those things. You know, now they're not going to play them, obviously, anymore. But, you know, I, I didn't realize the extent that this, because this, this was the biggest end of the world hoax. This was the biggest one. You know, they have a whole bunch of other ones that you heard about. Oh, yeah, the world's going to end. And nobody ever really paid attention to those. But for some reason, this one, and it all had to do with that Mayan calendar. Right, right, right. You know, because this one had the most, like, evidence. (laughs) And then you see how the world is, like, just falling apart around us, right? You know, all these bad things happening everywhere, not even just America, but, you know... um, yeah, 2012 was not, i say good riddance, too, just like Matt and Jay. Good riddance, 2012. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we get ready for the uh, I'm with Stupid Show at the top of the hour here, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. what do we say good riddance there? What, uh, what do we look ahead here, Kat? What, uh, as 2013 quickly comes along here, what, uh, what are you looking forward to? What are you, what are you hoping is going to happen or are things, you know, you have uh, you know goals or things that you're going to be looking forward to that you can say on the air. <laughs> well, one goal is to try and stay awake so I can be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> to try to stop falling asleep at the drop of a hat. <laughs> you know, to get over this little mini narcolepsy episodes I have. <laughs> I, <don't know> what <laughs> I swear, you know. And, and you know, well, I, Jay was asking me one time in DMs. He was, he's like, so "How you feeling?" I'm like, "Fine. I'm just tired all the time." Because he asked how I was adjusting to the night shift. I said, "Oh, it's okay. I'm just tired all the time." And he's like, "Well, why don't you go to days?" I'm like, "Because there's no spots on days. <laughs> We're short on nights, you know." And there are good things about the night shift. You know, this really is the most negative thing, as I can say, is that it's really hard to adjust my body to it. But um, you get more money, peaceful. I love the people I work with. I mean, I'm sure the day crew is great, too. But, I mean, I just I have so much fun at work, you know. I mean, yeah, even when we're busy, everybody's just we work together, and I just love the people I work with. So, um, but that, to try to stay awake when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all the other resolutions I make every year—you know—to eat better, work out regularly, and like I used to—and actually follow through this year. I'm going to follow through. Mark my words. I will follow through. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, the same stuff. Well, I, I, well, I think it was piggyback on what you were saying at, at, at the at the bottom of the hour there was like, you know, I mean we're 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 like really focused on ourselves and I should really try to be a better friend and uh to people and um you know just try to even if it's just, you know, um you know talking to them on the phone more than I do now or, you know, other type of stuff to try to, you know, um you know, you know, make people feel like that they're important and they're a part of my life and, you know, I, I shouldn't just call you when I need something. I mean, I should just say, hey, what's up and how you doing and, you know, that type of thing. And and uh, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I've been taking out of this situation over the past month is like, 
you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's life is short. I mean, we should, we should, uh, you know, if there's people that are around that we hang out with that, that we think are important, we should tell them that and, and give them more time in our life. And, you know, life is more about work. Um, and, uh, you know, just, it's something, so that's something I'm really going to be working on in addition to all the other stuff that I say every year. And I hope that makes sense. No, that's awesome. And I think, you know what, I bet everybody is, you know, I think, yeah, the tragedy really has changed people's perception. Like, you know, even though we see these mass shootings more and more, it was something about this one. And I honestly believe it was because of the age of the children. And, you know, it just, it breaks your heart and, and you're like, man, this has got to stop. Finally, people were like, you know, okay, now you've drawn, you know, it's like, we crossed that line a long time ago, right? <laughs> but when you see, you know, those sweet little faces on TV, you're like, okay, you know, people are finally fed up. And I think we've always been fed up. It's just it, this hits so much harder. I, and I and I honestly believe it's because of the age of the children. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It. I mean, that was just. Where does that anger in a person come from that they can do something like that? You know, where does that, you know, it's just, it's it's unthinkable. And I think that, you know, even with all the mass shootings we've had, I think people never really thought, I guess you never really think it could happen to you or, it, it, you, or you don't think it'll ever happen in your kid's school. But, you know, here was supposed to be the safest town. It made, what, like this? safest town in America to live in or something like that. It, it's one of the top safest, what they said, the safest towns to live in. So we're not safe no matter no matter where you are. You're not safe anymore. This is the world we live in now, and we we have to change. We have to, we can't continue to go down this road. I mean, we, you know, and that's why I'm hoping that with this new era that we're in, there will be more light Unless darkness. I'm speaking uh, well, a little very, you know, philosophically tonight. But <laughs> uh, so with a couple, with just a couple minutes left, I, I just want to want to thank and I want to thank you, Kat, for another great year of the show here. Um, I want I want to thank you for you know just making Saturday nights fun when I'm able to have a show. I want to have more shows next year, and uh, you've been a great friend to me and. Um, uh, it's. Uh, I, I'm hoping next year we'll be able to, you know, do these shows more and hang out. And uh, you know, one of these days, you know, people may not know this, but we have never met in person, uh, and we say that every year. But one of these days we're going to be in person. It's just going to be awesome. So I, um, as we're closing things up here tonight and for the year, I just want to thank you for for what uh, what you bring to the show, what you bring to my life. You're you're a very special person to me, and uh, you're just you're just very awesome. Oh, that was like the nicest, sweetest stuff you've ever said to me. Thank you so much. And totally, I mean, the same thing back. <laughs> totally. That was like, you know, I love doing this show. I love having you as my friend. And I know it would probably shock people to know we never met each other, but we haven't. And we will meet one day. We will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we will. I promise you that. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, and I love all our listeners, and I love everybody. I love the world. That's right. And I mean That's that. right. I mean that. I say it with got, uh, I mean it. We've got Five 30 seconds, seconds left, Kat, so I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Kat, you got anything else with 30 seconds left? 
Happy New Year. Happy New Bactoon. Happy 2013. Remember to love each other, pay it forward, and all that good stuff. Good night, everybody. Mwah! <laughs> all right, kids. We are done. And Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, we will be back in 2013. And uh, we will talk to you all very soon. Good night, everybody. <laughs>